it's been around for a long time as a research field. Only recently we see it as a sort of uh, a product that we can use in different applications, etc. But an elephant in the room for me is Elon Musk. He backed out of OpenAI when they became private. I can't remember the exact story there, but he yeah. dropped. The, he wanted it to be open and democratic, so everybody could use whatever algorithm. But now, OpenAI is basically charging, uh, maybe through Microsoft. I don't yeah. know, uh, for their different applications and and AIs. So I think, from what I understand, he backed out of OpenAI, but he's still working on Neuralink the uh, sort of brain machine interface company which to me is where ai goes bananas and the symbiosis between human intelligence and artificial intelligence is going to go really crazy so basically a brain machine interface is not you know the hat that you put on and then they can read electrodes outside of your skull it's actually this net that you can put underneath your skull like surgically put it beneath your skull and then connect to your actual brain. So basically hooking up your brain to the internet. And today, as Elon Musk would like to argue, at least we are already cyborgs, right? We already use our phone to connect with our people. We already have these different profiles online that is sort of a representation of us. So it's only a matter of time before, you know, our screens and computers become closer and closer to us, which is basically our brain. Our brain is a representation of us. And when you think about history, it's kind of crazy to see <clears throat> to see how computers have gone from being, you know, the size of a room like this, and then smaller and smaller and smaller. And as they became smaller, they came, you know, came closer and closer to our brains, our faces, basically. Then we have a laptop, then we had a phone. Now we have glasses soon that will be, you know, connected with all kinds of electronics where we can do all kinds of things. Maybe soon, sometime soon we will see contact lenses that also gets hooked up to the internet and slowly but surely we'll start to see it closer and closer to our brains. When that happens, if that happens, Neuralink is trying to do it. Cornell, there's other companies that tries to build these brain machine interfaces which are safe, reliable uh, and all that. And you know, even though it connects to the internet, it's still not going to hack your brain, for example, like a hacking computer. If that happens and you start seeing human intelligence and artificial intelligence working in all kinds of ways, because now AI has straight access to your thoughts. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever considered what will happen then? Yeah. And I mean, what Neuralink, what Elon Musk is trying to do with Neuralink is give, that's what scares me, Mm. read and write access to your brain. Mm. Okay, and because I always thought, well, the speed of my thoughts, the the bottleneck mm. is you know the fingers or my voice. Right. Um, it could be faster if I could think, yeah. think. You know, instead of moving the mouse to mm. click on that icon, I could just like click on the icon. You know? Pull out the phone and search on whatever. Yeah, exactly. I just I mean, think the thought. Yeah, mm. that would be cool. But writing, mm. I mean, we with been trying to insert emotions in human brains since ages, right? Right. If you put, you know, the Coca-Cola ad is trying to produce some emotions in your brain. Mm. But one thing is trying to use a medium, mm. which is the ad, or, you know, you put a beautiful man or girl and you're trying to get that vibe of, oh my God, this is healthy. They're super happy, you know? And one thing is actually providing it. Mm. It's a click, a right. happiness, right. you know? That's super scary for me. Yeah. 
um, it's super scary. I question whether the A they're gonna be able to do it. Mm. Um, but don't you think they will start with read access only? And then read access is super interesting. Time. But Facebook, uh, Facebook, I think it was two years ago. Mm. Um, they have this. I don't remember what's the name of their lab, but they have a lab that does crazy stuff like moonshot projects. Mm. And they're able to, you know, have a guy think about uh, objects, shapes, colors, and these kind of things, right. and read them through through his, his brain. Mm. That's that's something pretty interesting. Mm. Um, I'm still afraid because then I can, you can read emotions. Right. Uh, how do I feel about this art? Mm. True. And again, the challenge becomes always, uh, in theory, it's a cool technology, but it's the possible negative repercussions of it. It's like a nuclear weapon, you know? Mm. Should we research atomic bombs? And, mm. you know, sure, you can make, you know, n- nuclear energy, which is, yeah. by the way, the cleanest form of energy we have today. Mm. Uh, if you, you know, take off uh, renewables and stuff. Yeah. You can do that, but you can also destroy two cities in Japan. Yeah. That's exactly the same thing, mm. you know? And mm. how are we going to make sure that we don't become, you know, like the, the Matrix, when you have all these bodies inside their yeah. their wombs and they, they have these yeah, thoughts being harnessed for energy for the machines etc etc yeah I mean it, it, without getting to that crazy insane uh, scenario but what if our government wants to tell us that yeah. you need to vote for this party yeah that's a little bit more easy to imagine right definitely or that